Hey everybody, Ethan here. Uh, you might be wondering, why is he talking to us? Uh, at the beginning of the show, uh, 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 what's going on? Well, um, we had some issues come up and we weren't able, we weren't, we weren't able to uh, record part two of the summer special in time for this week to get it out. But uh, no worries, we have a special edition of Feature This uh, featuring a friend of the show, the Cuddly Ninja. So I'm not going to talk anymore and uh, enjoy the show. And next week, summer special part two, uh, the remaining 45 minutes of Austin Powers 2 and all of Austin Powers 3. Okay, uh, give it to Bezo. Take it away. International. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, everybody in between. This is Feature This, a fan edit podcast. talk uh hot intro hot intro the hottest that we have jeez yeah you could tell by that music though. thanks for that music i didn't <laughs> all righty so uh today's episode is of course talking about if you saw the picture if you read the description we're talking about jurassic park if anybody is tuning into this and going why i thought i was listening to gary Busey town stuff what is this feature this thing well uh, feature this is a, a, a podcast on fan editing, which uh, comes on the same screen and alternates uh, episodes with the Gary Busey Town Massacre. Yeah. So uh, that's how you came to hear this show every other week. Every other week. All right. And uh, this week's episode is talking about an edit of Jurassic World, and yeah. uh, we've got a few guests here to uh, to, to uh, get uh, down and dirty with this thing. One to my left. <laughs> Fucking goddamn. <laughs> The guy who wish he wasn't the, here, the Ethan. Down, the down and dirty boy. <laughs> yeah. That's Ethan. Hel- Say hello. Hi. Right. Hi. Down and dirty. Right on. Ready to rock. To my right. Woo! Miss Donna Bourgeois. Hello. Hi. 
All right. And then... No, no, don't have to elaborate there. Yeah, you you, <laughs> you love these. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, joining us through Skype, a fan editor himself, the Cuddly Ninja, aka Rory, or is it Rory, aka the Cuddly Ninja? Which one do you prefer? I think since it's also known as, you could just go either way. Inverse property. All right. Wow. That equal sign right. goes both ways. All right. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> you shouldn't be. You should not be at all. You shouldn't be happy to be here. <laughs> 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 yeah. Just does charm yeah, I'm gonna cut that one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just constantly put it on like a five minute loop. <laughs> <laughs> that, maybe that's the new ringtone. That's what I need on my phone. Uh, that's your alarm clock. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Alrighty, so uh, we're talking about Jurassic World, uh, which means we have to talk about Jurassic Park. Uh, now, you laid a bomb a few uh, episodes back, Ethan, that you don't care for any of Steel- Steven Spielberg's uh, masterworks. Is that no, correct? I'm not a big Steel. I'm not a Spielberg guy. No, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get him. I don't get Michael Bay. I don't get. The other one? Who's the other one? Hold on, hold on. Who the hell is the third in a group with Spielberg and Michael Bay? It's, uh, what's his name? It's, uh... Ridley Scott? No, it's fucking, uh, shit. J.J. Abrams? J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that motherfucker. Fuck all them rich people. I'm a fucking communist, bro. I'm believing that capitalist blockbuster bullshit. Get out of here. Art films for life, baby. Woo! All right. So, 99, in 94, when uh, uh, Schindler's... Uh, Schindler's is when uh, <laughs> Schindler's Park opens up. Schindler's Park? <laughs> Jurassic Park hits the scene. <laughs> Schindler's Park? <laughs> a Holocaust-themed amusement park? I, I'm not saying it's the worst idea. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I can wow. sh- shut it down. I, 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 yeah, I, welcome I to the last the episode of idea. Feature of Us. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Jeez, we, we used to alternate every other right, week. Right, right. <laughs> now it's just you're, yes. now it's just you mysteriously disappeared. Right. So uh, Jurassic Park hits in '94. You okay. guys obviously didn't see it or didn't care to see it. What's the <laughs> <laughs> nice assumption? Wait, what? You're lumping me in with him with his stupid bullshit that he says. That is unfair. I come here with a, a hard attitude and I hate everything way of life. Okay, yeah. so is, is Steven Spielberg in your hate list? No. Oh, an exception. Yeah, fuck Steven Spielberg. All right. So uh, He's Jurassic in my Park. Mediocre list. Jurassic Park, its ultimate sequels. What do you guys think about all that stuff? About what? About Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park and its sequels. I mean, you can't really talk about Jurassic World. I don't think World I've seen three. Oh, I've seen all of them at least 20 times a piece. Okay. Really? You've <laughs> seen all of them at least 20 times? I've seen all of them a very lot of times. A very Whoa. lot of times. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've seen... I don't think I've seen... I think I've seen two once, and I think I've seen three. Here's yeah, what yeah. happened. In three? So when I... I grew up and Jurassic Park came out and it was a huge blockbuster. So obviously I went to see that. I also happen to be a huge fan of dinosaurs. Ooh. I have, in fact, a dinosaur tattoo spanning the entire length of my torso. Nice. Wow. I love dinosaurs. All right. Pro dinosaurs. So Jurassic Park loved it. Great. Saw Jurassic Park 2. Absolutely hated it. Except that I came home from the theater 
after the movie and I went and jumped on my friend's trampoline and I got scared that there was velociraptors <laughs> running in the tall grass because that's in the movie. Yes, oh, is that is. the one where they're in the tall grass? It's the one where th- where Jeff Goldblum's the lead and yeah. the T-Rex gets taken to, to LA. San Francisco or something. Yeah. And then the third one mm. came out when my brother was a kid. Mm-hmm. And my brother, like every other child, got obsessed with dinosaurs. So we watched the third one. Like I've probably seen the third one more than I've seen the first one at this mm, point, mm-hmm. which is pretty insane. Okay, um, uh, Rory, your experience with the with Jay Park? Uh, I saw the first Jurassic Park and fell in love with it because how could you not? Right. I've also seen it the most, which makes me a normal person. <laughs> uh, the, the Lost World, I, I liked it. Uh, I didn't love it. It's Time has not been kind to it, but it definitely does have some good moments, uh, particularly like uh, the Jeep scene, like the, the glass breaking. Like It's got some good tense moments, but it's not great. And then three is just a dumpster fire. Right, right. And uh, I think all of us are kind of in the same boat. We really enjoyed the first one, except for Ethan. I didn't say I didn't like the first Jurassic Park. Okay. I like the first Jurassic Park. It's probably my favorite Steven Spielberg movie. Oh, okay. But I I just don't like Steven Spielberg. That's not anything against Jurassic Park. It seems a little correlated. I mean, it is a little, but it's not as much as, yeah, fuck Steven Spielberg. All right, but uh, I think we're all on the same page then that uh, Jurassic Park 1 blows everybody away. It's a huge cultural hit, uh, yeah. a phenomenon. I think it changed. Uh, I, I would say like the, if you look at before Jurassic Park and after Jurassic Park is when you really start to see like the retread and the remakes and so the revisiting of old material because now you can do it in the you know fresh new CGI. And I think that started 20 years ago when Jurassic Park came out. I mean, yeah, because you did have the big development in CGI. But there's a lot of practical in Jurassic Park 1, isn't there? That's yeah. that's, what's, that's what I, I think gets overshadowed, is how much practical is actually in it. Really? Yeah. Mo- most of it is practical. Yeah. They only use CGI where they absolutely had to, and they, they didn't linger on it. Right, like the the Gallimimus scene is CGI, the like the one or two shots of, of, the, of the T-Rex and the... Um, in the uh, at the end when the sign is falling around him like uh, most of it is practical effects yeah 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 they just tossed velociraptor puppets at people yeah 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 they do move in herds (laughs) (laughs) so uh 25 years later Bezo totally had one of the necklaces you think so with little i had all the toys and those toys are worth so much now if you have them really yeah the og the like the original uh jurassic park like release toys are worth so much money yeah i remember having like the toys and all of them watches and stuff well because there was like one because like the the original release they had like all smaller dinosaurs and they didn't really do a whole lot. But then, like, the second release of toys, they had ones that had, like, like swatches taken out of them. Yeah. Like, swipe yeah, marks. Yeah, you and could, they like, pull the it buttons. off the side. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> those ones yeah. are worth a little bit less. But, like, the, the T-Rex, one of those is worth, like, hundreds of dollars. Wow. It's nuts. Did you have the necklace? I don't, I don't have any Jurassic Park paraphernalia. You didn't, like, wear, like, one of the... Oh, you're more of, like, no. a puka guy? Oh, yeah, he had a puka. He's a total puka. 
I've you, seen him in sandals. <laughs> like last week. Wait, did you have a puka shell necklace? No, I don't. Have a puka you fucking liar. I swear to God. You used to. No. You're lying. I don't accessorize. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're literally not allowed to wear a Lacoste polo shirt without a puka shell necklace. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jurassic World comes out uh, last year, and I think we can all say that it's the uh, the sequel, the best sequel of the of the bunch. Would we agree with there? Uh, Ethan and I went to see Jurassic World the. Yeah. On opening day, we went to the Alamo Draft House. I pre-ordered the tickets months in advance, and yeah, we, we got, got a, a glass, glass that was a collaboration between the Draft House and uh, Mondo, uh, the art gallery, um, which Mondo Khan I looked up today comes is October, by the way. But cool. anyway, yeah, it's sweet. It's in our cabinet right now. But yeah, I agree. I, I like the third one. The, it was the fourth one, you mean? or the fourth one? Yeah, yeah. world. It yeah, was. World. It was weird because when the movie came out was when I was writing for yeah. uh, ButtTube.FuckMe. <laughs> right, right. And uh, when I was writing for them, several other people went and saw the movie too because someone had to write like the feature article for it. Sure. Uh, and they fucking ripped it to shreds. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people did, and that's fine. But I love those movies, and I like dinosaurs, and I like... Yeah. It's fine. It's like a whimsical child... I don't know. It just yeah. makes me happy. I mean, the one thing about seeing Jurassic World, like, off the jump, like, when I walked out, it's like getting hit in the... Like, getting hit in the face by the dick of capitalism. Because there's so many fucking corporate plugs in the goddamn movie. Yeah, but like, the dinosaurs nuts. fighting is so cool. Everything fighting is cool. Every the the, the 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 dinos are cool. The dino babies are cool. Ooh, those dino babies! But they have like somehow figured out a way to like write a movie that gets everything is like funded. See, the only ones, because, okay, sorry, we're just, like, hijacking this for a minute. The only thing that, like, really pissed me off about that, because that was everyone's major complaint about that movie was the, uh, was the product placement. Yeah. Except where I stand on it is, like, it's fine. It's at a fucking amusement park. Like, how are you going to, you cannot get around that. Like, that is a natural thing to see at an amusement park. It would be diff- However, it would be different if some guy's on the moon and then all of a sudden comes across Yeah, the, yeah like a Nike billboard AT- or yeah. something. <laughs> but like the thing, the only thing that's annoying about the product placement to me or the one that really stands out is the fucking Mercedes. The Mercedes dude, that, that shit thick. bothers me so fucking yeah. much. Huh. Yeah. Uh, yes. It is like they figured out a way though to like that it's like the most it's very Truman showy. It's yeah. so obvious. It's yeah. nuts. I, I know that I know they own Jeep and I don't really know cars, but like they, they do still make like regular Jeep Wranglers, right? Who owns Jeep? Mercedes. Mercedes. Oh. I didn't know that. I d I don't know. It, oh I, yeah, that's that's why that's why it was Mercedes, but I like they make Jeeps still, so yeah. use one of those and it would look so much less ridiculous. I, I tend to fall on the side of the uh, being more forgiving of product placement for a couple of reasons. Number one, in movies that don't have product placement, you have like this crazy bullshit off-brand. Like 
you know, uh, like, yeah. you know, milk. Like, it's not, it's not regular milk. It's like some weird, like, milk or some shit. And, like, it's not like regular brand. It's like brand cereal. It's not like checks. Like, you see all these weird things. Like, that does not exist in the real world. Well, and that, that takes me out just as much as, uh, takes me out more so than seeing, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, somebody, you know, whip out a Samsung phone. Well, isn't there like a, isn't there like a law? Wh- yes, that was what I was going to touch on. So there's actually, I there are two points to what you're talking about. One is that uh, I think it with uh, films such as They Live, uh, you can do that in a clever way. And I don't think that it's a hindrance to the film. I, I agree that most movies pre 2000 where that was a big thing a lot of them uh, were, weren't using it cleverly um, but it, there are a handful of exceptions and where those exceptions lie they're absolutely amazing uh, two is that exactly what you were going to say there is now a law that's been passed uh, within the past couple of years or months that allows for Regular product use. placement in the context of the setting so if I'm at a bar there is going to be like Jaeger and Stoli. Yeah, you don't exactly. have to. You don't you have, have to, to like cover that. shit up anymore, right? Uh, so it's it used like to regular be... use. It's like public regular use, right? Okay. It's like we a... talked to Brett about it yeah. for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't know that there was a, a, a cinematic change that. Uh... Yeah, he mm-hmm. was saying he was saying it like makes it a lot easier now yeah. because you can just go into a grocery store and film rather right. rather Whereas... than rather than you used to have to have like fake fake shit like yeah like completely rip about. the place apart yeah like turn everything yeah, backwards yeah, yeah. and stuff so the uh, this was, so i'm just saying for me personally the product placement had very little effect on me uh, rory did it uh, touch you bother you in any sense in this movie N- not greatly it was a bit much i appreciate that they tried to at least make light of it my issue with the mercedes isn't the product placement it's that it's not realistic that they have Mercedes Jeeps driving around in a park like that. Like Grand Cherokees just makes so much more sense to me. Yeah, I completely agree. I also have that issue with the motorcycle Wait, they're too. Not Grand Cher- they're Wranglers, aren't they? Aren't they Wranglers? They're not Well, the the old red ones, the red beige ones were, but the the new ones in the movie are like it's a silver blue. Well, those thing. are Mercedes. Right. But he said Grand Cherokee. Oh. Okay. Well, it's if they don't make Wranglers, like I'm saying, I know they make Grand oh, Cherokees. Like yeah. use those if you got to use oh, something. Yeah. Okay. They can't be driving poor cars in this movie. <laughs> poor people cars. Fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I don't like those. I don't. I don't like the fact that it's a Mercedes, and also I don't like this idea of like Mercedes being like. Yeah, we're like pretty tough. Like we're a car that you can take off roading. Like fuck you. No one thinks that. Seeing you in a fake dinosaur movie isn't going to change my mind on that either. Fuck you, Mercedes. Damn. Well, uh, I'm glad I've, cha- I'm glad I've changed everybody's like, mind. Well, I have like I feel like I have so little invested in this. I'm like, okay, We're like I could care less. Already like, thirty minutes. We could be driving Cadillacs, and I'm like, okay, that's believable. That makes I'm sense. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I see I, that. Why not? Well, he drives a fucking motorcycle in the goddamn woods too. It's like yeah. a fucking deciduous forest, and he's just like <laughs> fucking freestyling off some yeah. fucking mountaintop with his shitty ass Harley. Like, fuck you. That doesn't happen. It's not 
a Harley, yeah. it's a Triumph. Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Motorcycles you know what? don't you know do what, that. You know what, Bezo? Don't end every shot with a giant extreme close-up of a Mercedes logo when it pulls up somewhere, and I'll stop talking about it. <laughs> there we yeah. go. There All we right. go. Well, maybe that's something uh, 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 Iron Man 23 can look into on his edit here. Um so uh, I, I I find the I find the Jurassic Park thing very fascinating insofar as that the first one is this huge cultural milestone of cinema, and then the second two are just awful sequels that I mean okay moments of greatness you know like the Raptors running through the tall weeds you know it's like you can you could probably pull out a total of three minutes of of worthy cinema in this in the two sequels. And yet, and then all of a sudden, um, Jurassic World comes out, and it's this huge hit. Why didn't it follow the trend of the other sequels and just be completely dismissed? Because it's like it's like what's been happening. <laughs> Stop it, <laughs> Jesus! It's like what's been happening with things lately. Like that is they do they'll do nostalgia like pull reboot. Yeah, like it, it's a reboot. It's not a sequel. So like they'll do like two. They'll take a movie that had like a sequel or that's a triquel or whatever you call them, and and then triple double. Yeah, like, like in the spirit of say uh, the new Star uh, Star Trek movie. It's sort of that or like Star Wars or uh, Star Wars to an extent. But like I'm thinking of something like Planet of the Apes, like where they tried rebooting it and then it's like Ghostbusters, and then it's like oh that was that wasn't real. That's just that's not canon. <laughs> and then it's like this is the reboot, and then they pull something off that's fucking sweet. You know, something that's like fully well, realized. Well, this does like tie in with kind of with like what where it left off though yeah i mean you also can't call something like four and like have it work well i don't think i don't Ooh. think there's like a fourth i just wish jeff goldblum would have been that in was it. successful yeah i don't think there's anything that's like that was branded for that was branded for yeah, like yeah. just if you're gonna make the fourth one that's fine just don't call it four jurassic park four because everyone's like this is a fucking old people movie. Call it World, baby. Boom. <laughs> that was that's what put the extra comma in the sales is from Ford World. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like Disneyland to Disney World. It's like yeah, it's once bigger. Uh, he's kind of right. You don't call it Rocky Seven. You call it Creed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fair enough. Come on, Bezo. Yeah, get with it, right? <laughs> uh, I gotta I gotta say before we get into it, I think I'm. A, a little less high on Jurassic World than you guys, and I don't agree that it's the best sequel of Jurassic Park. Oh, I got it's got some real character issues with the whole thing, and I, if I had to watch one or the other, I'd watch The Lost World first because okay. it's got some legitimately great moments that aren't just cg weird messes so let's let's jump into what doesn't work about jurassic world um i think there's a ton that doesn't work and i think that all of the sequels missed what i think the first one got right and one of the things in the first one which is so great is that as these characters like there's this whole build-up to that first shot of the it, the, the the first dinosaur that uh, we call a brontosaur whatever it is uh and it's like there's like high Cynopatosaurus. It, it's a brachiosaur now but they thought at the time it was a brontosaurus yeah there's some weird thing in like actual scientific nomenclature of the brontosaur but anyway uh like all the characters are hyped up and like we we like yeah. we as people as viewers are, are experiencing that hype and that excitement and it's easy for us, I think, as an audience member to kind of go, 
that was so cool. Whatever we need to do to get that, let's make that happen. And then immediately it's followed with the scene where they're kind of having dinner and they're talking about, you know, this man and dinosaur separated by 65 million years. How could we possibly understand what's possibly going to happen? And, um, and at that point, you realize the conundrum of the, you experience the conundrum of wanting to see all the cool, badass dinosaurs, but then realizing there's this huge inherent danger in doing so. And because like, you feel that as you go through it. I think that's what sells it and it creates that subtext and the depth that makes the first one work. And none of the others have been able to expand on that or recapture that or, or, um, or create a different version of that. Like I think Jurassic world wants to like with this, uh, there's a couple of lines early in the film about um, you don't have control. You never have control. This is a control is an illusion. What's kind of plays back to what was in, the first one but it never really sinks its teeth into any kind of subtext throughout the whole film and uh so to me that's like the biggest shortfall is not finding what or finding something new to say about this experience the problem with what you just said is they have to do such gymnastics to make the Mizrani character say those things that it's very incongruent with everything else he does. You know, he comes in and is like, are the dinosaurs happy? We're not a numbers game. I totally and then he's agree. Like, and then he's like, you can't shoot it. It's a $26, $26 million, million dollar asset. Exactly. And, th- and then he makes B.D. Wong build something cruel, and then he fires him for how could you make something so cruel? His character is the most inconsistent thing in the whole freaking movie. And uh, that was one of the things that I was hoping that uh, this fan editor would address is that guy, uh, he starts off so like non- nonchalant about, oh, I just kind of own this fun little park. And then immediately goes into uh, numbers and sense guy halfway through the movie. I don't know why that guy even needs to be in the movie. I don't either, unless trying to appeal to the Indian audience so you can get that market. I mean, I hate to be so like, <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. Like, I hate to be so like, you know, uh, um, cynical about casting decisions like that. But I, you know, uh, movies fail, you know, succeed or fail on a global scale now. Global markets. And those have to be. I, I think it's what you're touching on. I think they're trying to force the this, this text and subtext in, so they that character comes in and says some stuff that they want the movie to say, but then he has to do other shit because plot. Right. And I would go further. Like one of the things that like the entire character arc of Hammond in the first film is culminated in his last line of the movie where he says, I've decided not to endorse my park or something to that effect. Yeah. And then apparently between then and now he tells this other guy, oh, by the way, you know, spare no expense. Go ahead and keep making the park. Like what? What happened? That was the whole point of the first movie is to realize this isn't worth it. Yeah, and then somehow he reendorses to this other guy, "Go ahead and keep doing it." I, that that kind of consistency, inconsistency, really bothers me. That's fair. I can definitely agree with that. Making sense, yeah. um, not working. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got. We watched Iron Man twenty three's edit. We didn't even say that yet. I, I said it a few times. So, <laughs> <laughs> so okay. So those that that's one of the the challenges that I have with this film. Another, okay. Another thing is that there is a lot of shoehorned subplots in this movie that seem to have no contextual yeah. or subtextual relevance, and it just seems to be padding the script and and adding more time to it, making it feel bigger than what it really is. Yeah, I remember it being a little like I remember when we were watching this one. I was like. I was like, I said to you, I was like, has there been any edits yet? And you're like, yeah, there's been a shit ton. I'm like, yeah, it seems like it's a little bit quicker. Right. Like, I don't remember it being, I mean, because the last time I saw it was in theaters. So I was like, I don't remember it being this, like, sharp and, and, and easy. 
Like yeah. I remember thinking it was kind of messy. And I think you you hit it on the head is that you have like that really big Mizrani plot or whatever, and then the 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 general isn't there, the and, D'Onofrio character. Yeah, and that's like that's huge because that shit sucked sort of because that didn't really go anywhere at all. It doesn't it doesn't resolve or anything. I mean, not that it doesn't resolve. It just doesn't it doesn't have a point to it from what i remember i i i agree uh roy are you gonna chime in there that's right when when you can remove it and not touch any other scene in the film it goes to show you what little it accomplished or or served yeah i agree i was actually gonna say that i forgot about that character until uh i don't know a decent way into the movie and i was like wait a minute what happened with that whole thing and i was just like well wow this movie's so much better without it <laughs> yeah and it works cohesively enough that i fucking forgot it even happened and that's what's crazy like I, there's sometimes where i'm watching a fan edit where something like this gets removed and it's completely seamless and it's as if i almost feel like and i'd like to be a part of those behind the scenes discussions but mm-hmm. i wonder if like these people are going look we don't know if we're going to keep this subplot in the movie like it might be on the cutting room floor so be sure to shoot it so that uh, if we uh, if we decide to cut it, it'll still work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that that kind of conversation happens way more than we we than we know or appreciate. Yeah, I think it does all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think that you hear a lot about that in special features, and then also in like some docs about making movies. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, and I think like I agree. I think like movies, especially like this, I think they're shot really meticulously and like really they 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 focus on things that can save or cut them money or stuff like that Mm -hmm. like and i I think like that has to be discussed right i mean i i don't know go ahead uh, i think also it could be you know sometimes the movie's written and then they want to put something in after because maybe they're like well we want to set this guy up to be in the next one and so if you already have everybody's arcs you end up with something on the side that doesn't really mesh with it just by by default i I think that happens too definitely sometimes sure definitely sometimes uh the uh the thing that's what what made it the most what's made this jump out to me very obviously is in in the original okay so you have vincent d'onofrio's character who wants to use the raptors as sort of like a weaponized you know uh soldier uh, yeah uh, and and so there's a part in the movie where he's like, okay, the the you know the the super T Rex is out on the loose. Let's let's use these uh, raptors, you know, in this format. And there's this big conflict between Chris Pratt's character going, no, we're not going to use them like that. It's way too dangerous, way too risky. And then the guy's like, he like he gives him a sales page. He basically says, but we have no other choice. And then like the very next scene. It's Chris Pratt leading a ch- uh, a discussion with a bunch of other people saying, okay, here's how we're going to use the Raptors to go after the big T-Rex. <laughs> I'm convinced. Yeah, he, like literally like two lines after he punches them and like he's like, okay, you're right, let's do it. But in that scene, if I were making that scene, like I would have Vincent D'Onofrio's character in that scene looming over it and forcing the discussion, making him do that even sort of against his will. Like yeah. he's not doing as he thinks it's the right thing. He thinks it's the only thing. Sure. And and if, but if you but though they shot that without D'Onofrio's character in it. He's not even in it. It's like Chris Pratt's just taking charge. Well he's just in like two scenes isn't he like uh, D'Onofrio's character no he's in like three or four because he ends up taking over the control room in the mo- in the original movie but not in the fan edit yeah yeah um 
And and there's other things where he's responsible for getting, you know, stealing more of the engine cryo uh, chambers so they can have more dinosaurs and they're going to, I presume. It's like J-World Newman too. in the first one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's like kind of a echo ha, for ha, that. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, rem- word. I remember him being like an echo to Newman's character. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I found it interesting that they, it's... It, it, <laughs> This edit removed all of D'Onofrio's uh, scenes in this, and you would never know that he was I don't ever re- in it. I don't remember what his name is, but it would have been funny if it was Johnson or whatever, like in the first one, when the movie opens, and he's like, Johnson, we got Johnson here! <laughs> yeah, well, sick callback. <laughs> is, that, is it Hos- Haskins? Hoskins? Something? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Exactly. Exactly, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, so that that complete that subplot's completely removed, and uh, removing it doesn't change anything. It makes the film have a better, quicker pace to it. That's good. Um, another subplot that go that has no real structure, doesn't go anywhere, doesn't add any sub uh, text whatsoever, is the divorce subplot, where the two kids, uh, their parents, are getting divorced. Oh but yeah, but the youngest kid doesn't really know yet. Well, no, there's a scene on the train where he's like, why are, you know, mom and dad are getting divorced. And he's like, I don't want them to. Like, he brings it up. Oh, I thought the older kid was, like, more angsty about it. And the other kid was like, your mom and dad okay? <laughs> well, no, the, the, no, the older kid is horrible because he knows his brother is going through this as well. And he's a complete dick face to him for about 35 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. pretty standard, though, I feel. Yeah. Well, that wasn't one of the things that I thought was really uh, doesn't work tonally is that the the brother is like, what the fuck, dinosaurs? God, I'm so bored. Ugh. And like, <laughs> the reason why that doesn't work is because of the, of of uh, the momentum what Jurassic Park needs to get to the audience is to for the audience to experience the conflict of we like to see dinosaurs, but we also don't like all of the you know the problems that come with it. And that's what the people in the movies are. The characters are, are struggling with this idea that we want to build and create all the dinosaurs and all the uh, all of the uh, the parks and everything, and 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 not do it for glory or money. Although that's heavily influenced in J World Four, but or Jurassic World, but because uh, in the first one, it's not necessarily about the money. It's more about science. Science. We can do this, you know. And whether you we never stop to think that you could, you know that that kind of the discussion. <laughs> Um, obviously Jurassic world is way more corporate and tries to sell that point, but either way, like there should be that conflict where you want, you want characters to feel like you are like, you're seeing the dinosaurs. Oh my God. And so that you can experience that, that conflict there between, you know, I think I've said it like, no, cause they say it, that that's one of the points that she brings up to Mizrati or whatever, is that the reason why they built this terrifying new invisible saurus or whatever is because everybody's bored with that shit, exactly yeah. so i mean it it does go along with what they're saying and also it makes sense for a preteen teenage kid with his little brother to be like oh this is like so dumb like i don't even care that's literally what they do all the time not around mosasaurs <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was when he got geeked about it. He was like, wow, teeth. Oh, that's bail. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty like standard. I don't, that doesn't disturb me. I, that's like meets my understanding of teenagers. I, I don't, I don't fault that. And I think you could, 
you could tell that story. Uh, you could tell the story of the janitor who's really bored, who always sees dinosaurs, and he's just kind of done with it. You know, you could tell the story uh, of a lot of different people and their experience with Jurassic Park. But we, as people who don't live in a world where dinosaurs exist, you know, are ones who go like, "What the fuck is that? Let's take a look." It's like, "Wait, you can ride that thing? Let me take a look. like." There's an excitement thing that should be. Uh, I, I think it was an error of the film to go that route. But everyone else is so excited, and so is the kid. I don't... Yeah. Why you need a, literally every single person be super excited? Like, you know what would have been, made it really realistic? Not just the guy grabbing the margs and running away when the pterodactyls <laughs> are attacking, but someone just fucking shit-faced. Some yeah. dad getting in an argument with his wife or his mom, whatever yeah. the mom, and being like, fuck you, this is why we never take vacations. And then storming off, you know? Uh, the, <laughs> the one the one thing that I find kind of funny is they're like, they're like, um, yeah, we need something crazier. People are bored. Everything's terrible. There is not an empty seat in any attraction that they go to. <laughs> right, well, they right. say that too, though. They say that that they aren't decreasing in uh, pop, pop popularity or attendance. Yeah. It's just that people aren't as thrilled about it, and that they're projecting that year over year the sales yeah. are going to drop off unless they introduce. It's the same fucking thing that they do it. Six Flags, like they just came out with that Batman ride, and that yeah. thing looks tight as fuck. Yeah, and now they're like, guess what? We got a Joker one too. You Whoa. know what I mean? They're just trying I, to constantly I curb the. I didn't know they announced a Joker one. God, read the news. I, I, I think that's a realistic corporate idea. It's they're not losing money. It's that they're growing by less. Yeah, and right. That, that that is really a Ooh. thing that companies are like. This is failure. Right. Yeah, right. That makes yeah. Sense. I, I like the, I like the brothers' relationship much more in the edit with d- divorced from the divorce subplot. <laughs> yeah, because then it's just like an older brother being a dick to his younger brother, which I had an older brother, and that is how it goes. And then when shit gets real, he looks out for him, and they're cool. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense that he's a huge dick to him, given that he knows their parents are going through this shit. It's like, well, that's just cold, man. Yeah. So I like it much more in the edit w- without that. Yeah, you don't need the, the. You don't have to shoe in like the kind of shoehorned in the divorce thing. Well, if there was a bigger subtext of divorce, like you know, playing out in the the movie, then we could go. I could see that working out. But because it has no real callback, it has no significance. It's it's lame. I think they really. did. I think they did it to to you know kind of get more divorced viewers. Probably, <laughs> I I legitimately do think that I think I mean, it's yes possible. because yeah. it's a fucking kids movie yeah, and there yeah, are yeah. a lot of kids, kids that are their divorced. parents are getting divorced and it's like that's an easy grab for a kid. Yeah, Interesting. I, I I actually I feel like uh, I feel like maybe the the thing that uh, that we're missing here is divorce is a massive thing throughout Steven Spielberg's entire career. So it feels to me, I mean, think Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Like there what is was the there's first not one I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, the dude literally chooses 20s. to leave his family, and and so <laughs> that's a huge subplot throughout his career. So it's almost like they wrote a script and then wanted to add a Spielbergian touch her homage and they Ooh. put in a subplot that doesn't go anywhere or isn't needed or really doesn't affect the text or subtext to the film Ooh. yeah that's what, a good point 
All, all the more reason why uh, uh, getting rid of it uh, seems to be just fine and play play the plays well with the movie. I'm a little sleepy. We're doing this inter- we're doing this thing uh, early in the morning, and I'm a little sleepy. And I legitimately thought you were going to say that's why getting high makes this movie a better experience. <laughs> and I was just like, whoa, like Hell hot yeah, take, Visa. He fucking it does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> confirmed. Yeah, ten yeah. out of ten times. Getting high makes this movie great. The dinosaurs become uh, more real. Yeah. And then I know that you, you didn't say that because your shirt is tucked into your pants. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I know. It's so fucking tight. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's so cool. <laughs> uh, I guess real quick before we leave the divorce subplot, I would like to add that while it's better removed, it does make the flow a bit weird at the beginning because there's so much stuff missing from them that it's kind of like cool raptor intro. Then with the Mosasaur for 10 seconds, some dude almost getting his fucking head bitten off by a Velociraptor. High tension. Um, but overall, I would certainly take like a little a little quick tonal shift versus having shit in there that I don't need. But I did want to mention it. I mean, are you saying it made it get to the action too quick or I don't, I don't understand. Well, it, I think I would back him up on this and say that if the film theatrically, if you're really making this movie and uh, you're not going to have the, the divorce subplot, you would introduce the kids in some way. That's a little more here are the kids that we're going to be with the whole movie. Not yeah, the, the first shot of them is on, you know the the train going to Jurassic Park. Like it's a little like, yeah. well, who are these guys? Why are we watching them? Where are they going? Because you still because they you kind just of had to, to give it a little bit more room to breathe. Because yeah, uh, yeah. originally is like the first shot of them like arriving on the island. No, oh. it's with the parents. They're at home and they're packing up, getting ready to go to Jurassic World. Well, the, the very first shot is: Do you think it's a dinosaur foot, and then it's the bird, uh, right? And then it's yeah, their yeah. house. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Rory. Like that too, I, I felt that too, where it's just a little kind of like a little jarring throwing these characters into the beginning of the movie the way the mov- this edit does. Um, but I do think it's, a, it's an improvement over having to sit and watch the seven and a half minute divorce plot that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think if I were editing it, I would have taken out one of those shots because because they don't talk about anything else that much, it feels a little montage and it's like, I get that Zach is, doesn't care and is, is bored, yeah. and I maybe would have only used two of them, because it's sort of like the quick shot of him standing there looking at the girls, then they're on the train for right. about 40 seconds, and I probably would have uh, maybe taken out one of those. Way. Right. Because you sell, you, you're right. The, the the idea sells quicker, and um, I think though that the editor probably leaned into well. Since I've removed the divorce subplot, I want to use what footage I do have of them in the park just to build up some screen time for them. And while we're talking about that, how fun would it be to ride a baby's tri- triceratops? Though, <laughs> wouldn't that just be the cutest thing? Awesome. The, one, the one thing I was remember like kept thinking about throughout the whole thing was like. I, how much would it cost to go to Jurassic World? I think that every time, the two times I've watched this movie. Like, because <laughs> you have to fly to Central America. You're right. That's pretty. That's all right. Surprise! Though. That's a it's all white people that have flown <laughs> to Central America. That's not true. There's a couple black people. It's all Americans. And a couple Asian people. Yeah, yeah. It's all Americans. No it's- other races are represented, though. Yeah. Uh, you so you have to fly to Central America. You, you you are forced into 
staying at Jurassic World, I'm assuming, even though you don't see any hotels. They say there's a resort. Yeah, there's resorts. So you have to stay on a resort on an island for a theme park that has dinosaurs. Well, I can't imagine it's... I mean, it's like a... I think... uh, I mean, I don't know how expensive it is to take your family to Disney World or Disneyland, but it's that plus an expensive plane ticket. I think it's more... I think the more comparable thing would be that it's like going to Atlantis in the Bahamas on Nassau because like... There's not really a lot to do on the island that's like family friendly outside of the Atlantis like hotel uh, resort. Yeah. And there's like a ton of shit to do there. But it's the same kind of thing where you're paying for a flight there. You are staying on the resort. And the only shit that you're doing is the shit on that island or the shit within the near vicinity of that resort. Yeah. That shit has to cost like I'm imagining a four person family. Mother, father, two kids. Yeah. 20 grand. Yeah, I was thinking like 10 to 15. Yeah. I don't think that's unreasonable. You don't think that's unreasonable? No, I don't think that's, <laughs> that, I don't think that's an unreasonable guess. I've never heard anyone oh, be yeah, more yeah, mad yeah. at someone agreeing. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, I would have to, I would have to, like, I would be, like, in debt for, like, uh, yeah, 15 yeah. years. <laughs> that's what but some people... see dinosaurs. Some people do that, though, well, to go to Disney. Your, I guess. Your, uh, you, you check that off the bucket list. You know, I got to ride a trike. I tried their tops. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sorry to <laughs> sorry to pull that away. I was just curious if anybody thinks that when they watch it. Like if anybody thinks Well, like that. the lawyer said in the first movie, they can have a coupon day. <laughs> when you gotta go, you gotta go, Bezo. Get out of here. <laughs> oh my god. So uh, I noticed a few little things that the editor did that was kind of clever. One is that the the Gallimimus scene, for example, it's it's somewhere in the original. It's halfway through. The, it's in the halfway part of the movie. What's the Gallimimus? Where they they duplicate the same Gallimimus, the 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 running things. Uh, where they're in the original, they're like running through this field, and these guys are the they're running around them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They look like big turkeys, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that shot is inserted into like the opening montage sequence of a uh, of, of the park in this edit, whereas in the original it's like just kind of thrown in, kind of haphazardly, you know, somewhere in the middle of it. Um, there's some other clever things that are done. I don't know if anybody noticed this, but like uh, in the original, there's this shot of the Doctor Wu. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Doctor Wu. He puts his thumb on this little thing and he goes into this room, and then that's when he starts, mm-hmm. you know, doing all of his secret stuff. Like, uh, so he's stashing all of the the Dino DNA for what ultimately would be Jurassic World Two, I presume. Um, in this shot, in this movie, the editor actually uses that shot of him going into that room mm-hmm. and completely reverses it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. he comes out of the room and it looks like he locks it with his thumb. Mm-hmm. And then proceeds to go on and have the conversation with the Maserati guy or whatever, mm-hmm. saying, uh, no, you're the one who told me to build all this stuff. So there's a, uh, I, I don't know how many of those I missed or how many I got or how much was there to, to, to look at, but the editor is clearly using some techniques to... Just like little quick cuts to kind of trick you. Yeah, yeah, just to, just to you know, polish out what he's... Because he's removing kind of like big things. I think the movies must have like 25, 30 minutes cut out of it. And uh, he's he's doing some things in order to make that seem a lot to, to to be a lot more seamless. Yeah, totally. I mean, it was seamless. It was seamless. I mean, the, the edit was seamless to the point where 
I mean, halfway through, I asked you if anything had happened. Right, right. And yeah, I mean that. I mean, that, I think that that's kind of a testament to how kind of seamless it is because I didn't, I didn't see anything. <laughs> yeah, those, those are both really good catches. I mean, it's uh, it, a lot of people just remove stuff. It's real clever to, to to pick out shots that you can use in that and, and repurpose it for something else. I, I didn't catch either of those, but now that you mentioned it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's true. That did happen. <laughs> so great, <laughs> great point. I want to ask you guys, what do you all think about the color correction? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I thought it. I thought it gave it kind of that weird, kind of darker saturation that you had in the original. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's obviously what it was going for. Yeah, because like the original film is pretty dark. Yeah, and like and like I don't mind it. I I didn't like I I I, I could see like it bothered you guys a little bit, but but I didn't. I didn't think it was like terrible. I mean. I don't know how much of it is like a quality download or or like the actual program he's using that's color correction because sometimes it would like kind of pixelate out a little bit. You'd get a little digital distortion, which is like meh. But I mean, like I mean, like as like an overall like idea, like I don't I don't mind it. I think yeah. it's okay. Rory. So it, it's interesting. I, I saw a bunch of clips of this as he was going through. You know, I followed the edit thread and I thought that it looked really good in bursts but when i watched the whole film uh overall it, d- it didn't work for me and i think the problem was that it, obviously we've well established we're so good with colors and crap so <laughs> right, right. I, I guess he wanted to remove the blue tint but it, everything was shot with like some blue light so everything that was dark looked so fucking blue and every blue looked so deep and i was just confused i was like well i thought he was trying to remove like the teal sheen but i don't know if that makes the actual blues i just night looked like mad max you know like mm-hmm. the stylistic like totally blue night um on the i thought it looked great on the vegetation the wildlife the greens popped and i loved the green you know it looked much more like the original to me the dinosaurs looked fine i almost think though just with the colors being different that somehow to my eye it made them look a little different it they just stood out more as not being really part of the background in some weird way yeah hmm. so overall like it's good it's cool what he was going for the, the shadows were, were made to be so dark that like Mizrani's a silhouette half the time <laughs> when he's right next to a bunch of natural light uh, so overall, it didn't work, but it certainly wasn't a deal breaker, and it was consistent. It wasn't like shot to shot flesh tones were were different or anything. Like it was a consistent look. Just all of the blue really bugged me, and I don't even use like I don't notice the teal grade, but I noticed this because there was such deep blues everywhere. I, I'm of the same opinion. I almost feel like whatever he did to modify the colors, if he had gone, if he, if he did like half or maybe. 30% of what he, you know, whatever that gauge is to make that happen, uh, would have, I think, accomplished more of what he wanted without having some of these drawbacks, especially like in the dark sequences. When you look at the flesh tone, you know, a light will come on somebody's, you know, cheek and it, that color is coming out as like, it's like blue. It's like, it's like super like moon blue on their cheek. See, I see what you guys are saying, but then like the, the one scene where the color correction really hit me is the end fight. And then, like, I think that the end fight, like, I think, like, like, in the original, like, when you see, like, the, like, mud is, like, really kind of shiny and weird and, like, the blacks are shiny. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, like, in that last scene, like, the blacks are, like, shiny, like, kind of how the old one is. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not as good with color as I am with audio, but. I, 
I was very annoyed with the color. I I do think that it worked um, kind of what y'all are saying, but I think that it worked on settings. I think it worked on basically everything that isn't a human being. Right. And all of the human beings, it was so atrociously awkward that halfway through the movie, I finally came up with a solution, which was to make my own backstory for all of the characters. And they're all aliens, and they're going to a different planet, which is Jurassic World. (laughs) And I enjoyed that that experience. That explains their plastic-like skin tone. Right. (laughs) Yes, yes. And that worked for me. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind it. I mean, I I did, like, I did, I took a photo of the screen, like, while I was, like, talking to Yusef while we were recording. I took a photo of, of the end scene. Yeah. And I was like, man, like, it looks... It looks like the old one. It's crazy. And I don't know what it was. I, I don't know. And that was like when I realized like, oh, yeah, this whole thing I've been watching is like really color corrected. But like, I'm, I'm so bad at it. I'm yeah. actually glad to hear, uh, Rory, that you had the same experience because for a, a little bit, I was concerned that maybe it was an issue of watching it on the projector. Uh, yeah. I just wasn't sure cuz sometimes the colors can be a little bit weird on that. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm glad that that was an experience that we all shared together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it goes to show you that you you just can't take a film made in 2014 or 15 and make it look like a film made in 1994. Like he tried and it looked I don't want to be super negative cuz the lush landscapes looked phenomenal. But everything is shot with a tint because they plan on the grade ahead of time. Right. And so you, you can't get back to normal. To back if you, to, yeah, yeah, if you were to yeah. remove the grade, you're left with shit that's lit that way. And I think maybe that's why it's blue. I, I, I don't know. Well, yeah, but it just I don't think you can get back to – you can't make it look like Jurassic Park entirely. So I think, Bezo, you're right. If he had sort of tried less and just sort of nudged it that way a bit, I think that would have been more natural looking and come off come off better. There's also another issue at play, too, which is like the makeup on the characters because that was – the makeup is done in a way to correspond to the lighting that they're using. So even if you do do any kind of color – correction on your end you're gonna fuck it up anyway because that was what was happening with uh bryce dallas howard or whatever the fuck yeah is that she her face was specifically contoured with a with white powder predominantly to make her like eyes and her cheekbones pop and those were the areas where it bled out like fucking crazy but you could spot the same things because you can see them under the eyes which like under your eyes isn't normally like a super white area it's obvious that the makeup was being used to like make the eyes pop you know what i mean in the forehead as well understanding they're using their own lighting techniques and strategies yeah. right, and right, understanding right. what the final goal is going to end up looking like right. and of course they do test shots and you know all kinds of things before they do if you know before they put them on camera and say roll so all of that's worked out way beforehand so they get the look right so yeah maybe you know this idea i mean we talked we, we did a an episode on payback not too long ago and um and payback the original uh director's cut well ended up being after the theatrical cut but it it had a lot of color into it and had some vibrance into it but the theatrical cut is like it's bleached everything's blue a shade of blue and um and it lost all of its colors and i don't think in the the editor neglify was talking about you can't after that happens you can't erase it and pull those colors out like the 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 post-processing is too it, it, it just negates all of that stuff and um 
and I, I'm sure the, the same similar conflict here is that you just can't get back to something that either it was or was never that way in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So a mixed blessing with the with the color correction. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, there are a bunch of purists who are probably uh, uh, would would like me to point out that color correction and color grading are different, <laughs> but it do, it does get into a weird philosophical discussion. So color correction is trying to move everything towards natural hues. Color grading is you know trying to put a grade over it. But if you're grading a graded color movie to try to make it look more natural, is that a color correction or a color grade? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it does like enters a metaphysical land there. <laughs> there, there, there's your useless philosophical question for the day. <laughs> now, now, Donna, one thing I uh, you commented on is that uh, you were uh, at least I don't know if you wanted or expecting, but uh, the uh, less you wanted to see less of the the ditzy female CEO uh, aspects. Uh, not necessarily I I was saying that another thing so the the big two when this movie came out that people were pissed about were the was the product placement which we've already discussed and then also there was like a weird backlash on from like a feminist point of view with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's character Um, and I I don't know. I just, I thought that like there were, I mean, there was so much heat on that, that I thought for sure going into this movie and having no idea what, how, what the edit was going to be like, I right. thought for sure that there would be more of that removed. Yeah. And I don't really think that there was, I mean, she's still like kind of waffly in terms of being like a badass or like strict all that's the problem with this movie is that, uh, all of the characters, like none of them are like a single line like they're and it's not that they're like like a single like straight line like none of them are super decisive in what they're doing and it's not like character growth it's just like like it's like a wave like Uh. what the the scene they they bend to what they need for the scene yeah and it's that's that's it exactly how that's not how that works (laughs) <laughs> well, it certainly makes things really difficult to get into from a from an, a, an audience standpoint because you need to understand that character so you can when they go into a scene you can kind of figure out oh this is how they're probably going to react and then be along with that and when they go like 180 and like what the fuck is going on here that's mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do that's 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 not that's not interesting character dynamics that's fucking like bad writing right yeah yeah i don't i don't know i her character is just so weird and so disappointing and yeah. like the i guess the one scene in particular that pisses me off that it wasn't cut out of this i mean it doesn't i don't feel that strongly about it but it is upsetting that this scene is still something that i have to watch in this movie is when they go to when they're tracking down the boys and they eventually get to the waterfall yeah and she they have that awkward conversation about oh, if she's so gonna painful. stay yeah and then she just fucking rolls up her sleeves and shoves her tits out and then she's like uh ready for action like are you fucking serious that is like yeah oh that is so yeah i mean uh, like i i definitely agree like like you don't need to like i think you should play her character more as like she's a fucking square and she's like all about the books and then now she's like all about the kids like you don't have to play it where it's like where it's like She's a stuck-up, ditzy woman, and then now that the kids are lost, she's tough. 
Uh, don't play it well, like Well, there's that. an easy way that you can do that, too, which would be uh, you can have her, you know, in the beginning, she's like, she's by the books and she never goes outside. She dresses nice and then and is super busy with work. She's just a work person. So she can't be bothered about having kids, which they do kind of talk about in the original version of this film. Then yeah. in the second, by the way, I'm tired of seeing that in movies like you can't fucking have kids and a career. Not if you have a vagina. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, I mean, it also is true. Yeah. <laughs> Confirmed. Uh, I, it, it's just it, it, the character does what's needed in the scene, but it, it just makes it all weird. And it's a little bit it's sort of the problem with people's view of feminism. Like this is clearly written by some dudes like, well, it'd be feminist if she got tough and got it done. And but it's like, you know, would be we you know it'd be cool is if we just didn't have to talk about her heels like it, it didn't matter it's not feminism necessarily to just be like, well, now, now I'm strong and tough. It's like, ah, it's feminism to just not show lingering shots of her fucking high heels in the first place. That whole scene that you just brought up there uh, was one of the most, for me, it was one of the most frustratingly written scenes outside of the helicopter scene with her earlier because they go up to the waterfall, they're following the kids, and they're like, she jumped. And then the first thing she does is scream her head off about, you know, the kids. And it's clear, like, you don't want to make any noise right now because there's fucking dinosaurs hunting right. us, right? And so she, so, so the first thing that she does is get stupid and scream. And then the guy calls her out. He's like, you can't do that. And, and like, instead of going, oh, shit, you're right. I'm sorry. Like, like, like literally, I wasn't thinking. Like, that's what, how normal people would react. He says, like, she gets all huffy. Like, you can't tell me what to do. And he's like, look, you go back home. Uh, go back to base. I'll go find the kids. Like, and then she rolls up her sleeves, yeah. like you said. Right? <laughs> well, I also don't and get then, it. She, she, <laughs> like, the last little thing here is because then she says, I'm good to go. And then, then he goes, you were going to listen. Fine. But from here on out, you're going to listen to me. And she goes, no, I'm not going to listen. He goes, shh. And then they go. Like, yeah. wait, wait, what? <laughs> like, the, like the, every line of dialogue seems to want to go one direction, and then it completely stops and goes another, yeah. and then it stops and goes another. It's like, ugh, The it's thing so that doesn't make sense is, like, you are the top person at this park. You probably understand that. Yeah. As the person that runs the park. That's what I'm talking about, about these characters just being so, like, waffly. Like, yeah. she, how can you be so smart and s you know literally everything about this park? And the second that you step outside, you're like, You're stupid. What? Is it yeah. What's outside? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so hot. But, it? but not only that, as soon as you just decide that you're going to do it, then you're fine. It's yeah. Like, yeah. That's not how that works. You don't need knowledge. I'll go. And that whole conversation started with Owen saying, brave kids and just as a side note the fact that everybody was so fucking impressed that they jumped off a waterfall with a <laughs> giant dinosaur behind them that's a no-brainer i'm yeah, terrified yeah. of heights i would jump his brother's like man you jumped i can't believe it and he's, he's like, like brave kids i'm like no fucking shit there's a dinosaur <laughs> i'll go i'll go further like in, in talking about i i i I hate movies where somebody is built up to be incredibly smart and talented and gifted, and then they do ridiculously stupid things, which is why Prometheus is an unsavable movie. <laughs> because you have all these fucking... Did you try to save it? Yeah, I know, but it's, I can't make... Nobody can make that shit work. So, like, uh, you can have... Can we do a podcast without talking about Prometheus? <laughs> right. I know, but, like, God. you have scientific characters who are supposed to be all doing, you know, super science guys and smart and logical, and then they're just idiots throughout the whole thing. Yeah. So, but the whole premise of this movie is that they invent this genetically modified super dinosaur 
and let it get to full growth before they're like, maybe we should look into containment measures a little more. <laughs> maybe we should tell the owner of the park what we're doing. Yeah. Maybe we should uh, bring the one guy who knows anything about the predator, dinosaur predators over to take a look and see what, like, like it's already full grown. Like, why didn't you have this discussion when the eggs hatched? Well, the fucking, the scientist guy too. It's like, you knew, like if you, he has that conversation eventually and it's yeah. like, you knew that you put all of these things into this dinosaur and they all have these potential traits like why didn't you, you why didn't done, you work with whoever to build that cage you better you should have done a powerpoint about look, yeah. at, look at all the crazy yeah. shit this thing might be able to do right yeah. this thing's gonna well, be well, also, fucking wild guys <laughs> didn't it claw the wall and break the glass before and they still didn't call owen yeah. Well, yeah. no, no, no. the The wall was the wall was a trick before he got trick. over there, and like he can like hit hit it hit itself thermally, and like they didn't know where it was, even though they had a fucking uh, sensor okay. can on we, it. Can we back uh, up to the phrase "hit itself thermally"? Yeah, right. Like because because that is a fucking ridiculous concept. No doubt. And, the, and, and Owen acts so stupid in letting that dinosaur escape. Even though its escape doesn't make any sense, because that's just literally impossible because to do. All they but, had, literally, all the guy had to do was like, "Hey, but it's got a sensor on it." Okay, let me call home base. Where's the sensor? Oh, well, he's still in the paddock. Okay, well, like, he's still in the paddock. No, yeah, Claire that, waits that, till that, she's twenty minutes out in the car to think to do that. And wait call till the well, with eyes yeah. on. That whole exchange is really stupid because, like, if you if you assume that he is out and it's it's the cage is open or free or whatever yeah, if you really why are that. you bringing so many fucking people in there like just bring the one guy because he's the animal expert exactly. like he can take a look and see what the fuck is going Beca- on because it's jurassic park a dinosaur always has to eat a fat guy but the dinosaur <laughs> eats so many people and the fat guy doesn't even get eaten until after more, moreover, you would think that the lesson learned from Jurassic Park 1, 2, and 3 would be containment measures. And uh, as soon as something goes bad, kill the dinosaur as fast as possible. Like, that's the lesson you learn if you're like, okay, you know what? We're going to have the park anyway. We know it's a bad idea, but if we're going to do it, here's how we do it. First, you build a fucking giant 50-foot moat around every fucking predator so that they can't get out. And then, uh, if it does get out, the first the, the first thing you do is take a couple of rocket launchers from some, uh, some from attack helicopters and take it out. Like, that's step one. This is just like Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just so frustrated that these are supposed to be the, like it would be great if they had those containment measures and that's that was the plan and then they couldn't successfully kill it. Yeah. Then it's like, oh well, shit. We I have to just... drop an atomic bomb on a right, Yeah, basically. Well, I hope it, it, that's it the fucking next movie. It establishes the IREX is really smart from the beginning, and then it does incredibly stupid shit when well, necessary. Well, like, I problem. know you're behind that jeep, so I'm gonna leave and go through the roof, and I can't <laughs> get these kids out of a merchandise table with four swipes of my of my claw. Right. But I can fool you people and thermally hide myself. Uh, and he can camouflage himself, but then never camouflages later later in the movie. Yeah, he only he camouflages like himself once. like twice. Yeah. Once, yeah, once. Like I would have been cool if like he like camouflaged himself in the buildings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I did. That scene is fucking sweet where he camouflages himself and uh, like yeah, comes well, out. You like, like to see it twice? Or wait, you're not supposed to refer to him as hams. They always hers. refer to him as hers. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So like, I, hers I, refers him. Would you lift up their skirt? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Get some Jurassic we just, Park we, we pussy. Just, we just denied on that. Denied. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so that that's what, and, then, and you know the the how clever Indominus Rex is is based off of how clever the humans are. And so because the humans are so freakishly stupid, it doesn't make the dinosaur have like have a whole bunch of credit. I just think it would be so cool if they do another movie and they're just like, this place is fucking crawling with dinosaurs. Yeah, they just let it get overrun by Again, dinosaurs. Again, which is what happened in the third one. And yeah. then what happens is they're like, well, we can't, I, there's nothing we can do about this. We're just going to have to bomb it. And so they <laughs> drop an atomic bomb on it. And then we finally have a Jurassic Park and Godzilla crossover oh. movie, dude. That'd be yeah. so dumb. You have, you have like nuclear fallout, like Chernobyl yes. dinos. Crazy dinos. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. They look like the thing the, from Congo where they have like yeah. the red eyes. <laughs> the laser cannon. Yeah. Eyes. Hell dude, yeah. Dude, it's going to be so dope the movie's gonna be tight guys look out 2020 baby is gonna be a theaters near you hell yeah hey hey guys uh i hate to do this but i've I've got a heart out here uh in a minute or two uh i've got a a a baby who is awake and screaming so do you guys mind if i just give some quick overall final thoughts yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, do that and we'll we'll round it out yeah Cool. Overall, I definitely like this edit. I enjoy it more than the original. I wish it would have gone less far on the colors and farther in just removing some character stuff that made no sense. Uh, you know, the explanation of the of the tracker, like we see what it is on the guy's watch. We don't need to cut away. Uh, some of the lines, you know, that leads to she remembers when it was put there. It's like that doesn't really answer her question or anything. Yeah. But Owen's character makes more sense now and i love the biggest i don't don't know how i didn't mention this the biggest thing that bugged me about the original is owen and claire's romance in the middle of massive massacring is the weirdest most tone-deaf thing that makes no sense at all they literally kiss as pterodons are ripping people's faces off <laughs> and they're and I'm, they're it makes so, like it, slapping two pieces yeah. of salami together it's so bad yeah it's so bad and i like that they left in you know that they went on their date and all that and i love how they handled business and then at the end i, I i'm fine with the stinger pick it up like yeah maybe we'll go out i just in the middle of everything it was the most tone-deaf part of, of the whole thing so I thought that was that was huge. I like they removed the the eye shot in the beginning. Uh, I think the edit was really good. I I would love to see another pass at the at the colors, but I'm not gonna pretend that that's not <laughs> incredibly hard. It's not changing a filter. Right. It's going through scene by scene, and I would still watch this over the original because it has a lot less that bugs me, and, and I think it's a stronger movie for the characters, the, the brothers' relationship, and Owen and Claire specifically making a lot more sense. So even with even with other stuff, I might have liked to see Nick. That minus Hoskins and some of the really bad shit in the control room that we didn't mention. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very good with all that being gone. So I think it's a good job, a really good job. I think that you just can't go too far with colors when something is shot with, with the, the modern lighting and, and grades in mind. And this is uh, the editor's first edit at least that's what it appears to be on the website so this is a great first run for the guy yeah re- really really strong really strong so sorry to bounce on you guys but i look forward to uh to hearing the rest no You're it's good. all good man. yeah Take just, it easy. just hang out Bye. we'll talk to you we'll talk to you soon yeah it's nice nice talking with you again Absolutely. Next time we'll do something that Donna hates more. It's yeah. Let <laughs> me flip out, baby. <laughs> See you guys. Right. Later, Rory. Well, we can. We yeah. can. Oh yeah. yeah. We got around that. All right. Uh, yeah. Have... I don't. Uh, I. I. I would echo. His, 
I would echo his sentiments there. Thank God. (laughs) I would echo his sentiments. I think there's a... uh, I prefer this edit over the original, despite the color corrections, despite some of the other nicks and tucks that could be done. Um, There is a better edit out there, I'm sure, eventually that will happen. And maybe this guy can revisit this when he gets a little more uh, experience under his belt and do like a version two or whatever. Um, I I don't think you're ever going to get as rich a subtext as the first one has. I don't think that's there, you know, to be gotten. Uh, so you'll never have anything that that's you could carve out anything that's going to look like the first one. Um, but as I mean, it, to be fair, I haven't seen two and three in a long time. Uh, but I do like uh, I do like enough of this movie to uh, to say people should give it a watch. Sure. Yeah, I really like this one. I the color correction issue is uh, very prominent, and we've all talked about it at length. And that is definitely my biggest hang up with this movie. But I do think that it is a much better version than the original. And I also think that uh, I I think it's really clever and I'm I'm very impressed for a first one. I'm really, really excited to see what this guy chooses next. I hope it's I hope it's something cool. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I really liked it. Um, I thought it was I would like I said I thought it was a lot faster. I like that. Yeah. It, um, you don't get as distracted. You don't have all this dumb shit happening. Uh, he didn't cut Lauren Lapkus, so that's good. Um, <clears throat> she's the girl in the control room. Oh, okay. She's yeah. a yeah, comedian. Yeah, yeah. She's a really funny comedian. Yeah, she's way funny. Um, yeah. I, overall, I really liked it. Like, like I said, I um, <clears throat> I'm pretty bad at like visuals. To be a hundred percent with you, True. like, like especially like, like, like technical visuals where people are like, "Oh, it was color corrected in this way and this way," and like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not great with it. Like, I'll, I'll see big things, but I won't see like smaller stuff. Right. And like, some of it was like you talking about it being color corrected, so I'm like, kind of looking for it. And like, the only thing I noticed about it really, really in the dark was the dark yeah. like the shiny thing and then like occasionally there was like some digitalization but i was like i always with especially with fan edits i always kind of give that the benefit of the doubt i'm like well maybe it's because it didn't download right or maybe he didn't upload the right the right file There's, i don't know that that is a that's something to to look into because um depending on like it happened to be a pretty large file it was like a seven eight gig file so i had to um uh burn it onto a blu-ray to okay bring it over here yeah and um the uh, a, a file of that size shouldn't have those pixelation problems. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it. I think maybe it just came from color correction, like a digital, possibly a digital color correction will do that because it's like it's like the the, the, the you run into the same problem that you have like with audio, sort of where it's like yeah, it's like JPEGs out a little bit. Yeah, it's like, like if guessing. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you if you downgrade something, you then can't upgrade it right like right. like you can't take a flak and then bounce it down to 320 and then reconvert it to flak and have it be a flak quality right it doesn't happen and so like I, I was thinking maybe that is kind of like rory was talking about like the grading and the color correction a little bit and i was thinking maybe that's kind of what happened with the sh- with a couple of scenes i mean it wasn't it wasn't hyper prominent i just noticed it a couple of times mm. and and like it wasn't 
it wasn't enough to bother me. The color correction didn't bother me. I thought it advanced the plot a lot. I, 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 I preferred it. Yeah. I, I definitely preferred it. I think, I think everyone I preferred think, it. Yeah. And I think also we, you know, uh, of the you know hour and change we've been talking about it, we've probably done 20, 25 minutes on the color correction. I don't, yeah. I don't think that the, the weight of the color correction necessarily deserves that level of attention. I don't, sure. I think the, the bigger parts, uh, of the edit we're talking about is all of the removals of the removals of all the the, the subplots that don't seem to go anywhere, which is huge. Yeah, it's very big. Yeah, and it does make the movies feel a lot streamer, uh, more streamlined. It also makes it feel more classic. Like, yeah, uh, you know, back in the '90s, there wouldn't have been those kind of subplots shoehorned into a big blockbuster. So, um, and nowadays, it is more common to see things like that. So, it does work. Um, it does work overall. Yeah, totally. I I, I think it, I mean especially if it's Iron Man twenty three's first edit. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've watched some shit. Yeah, yeah. That was not their first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like I think I think he, I think he achieved a lot of what he was going for. Yeah. I mean, and like I think if you pull it the scope back, I think the concept is good too. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I think it's a solid approach, a solid concept. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I would I would definitely prefer watching this one. Well, as of now, uh, if you want to get this edit, you actually have to uh, PM the editor or e- email me. It's not available on fanedit.info as of yesterday and today, I believe. So I'm sure he'll get it up there eventually okay. uh, now that info is back up and Maybe running. Maybe by the time this goes up. Perhaps. We, I don't know. But either way, it's, it is available if you uh, if you do some digging. Or oh, yeah. What's email. the name of it? Uh, it's called the uh, Jurassic World, the Blockbuster Edition, something like that. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm not sure where he got the name from or just, I mean, it was a blockbuster in 2015, but he wants to make it look like a classic blockbuster or something. Oh, okay. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but that's his, uh, that's the name for it. So, uh, fan editor's name is, uh, Iron Man 23 and, uh, Jurassic World. If you uh, didn't care for the original <laughs> and want something that's, a uh, uh, gets a little, little, gets rid of some of the more egregious aspects of it. This is a fine edit. And uh, so that's it. That's wrapping up. The um, you yeah. can catch this episode and more if you want. Uh, uh, of course, subscribe to the Gary Beast Time Massacre stream. You'll get uh, some feature this episodes. It's featuring yeah. uh, you two here. Yeah. Um, there are some individual uh, feature this episodes that are, are not on your stream. No. Uh, you, people can see additional those. content. Yeah. If you want, if you want to hear just nerdy stuff on fan editing, <laughs> you can uh, listen uh, to the fan edit uh, to feature this podcast. You can find that on uh, Amazon or Amazon. You can find it on uh, <laughs> iTunes. Yeah, iTunes. Those, yeah. yeah, it's on iTunes. Yeah, so you I don't can, think you can buy it on Amazon yet. Yeah, and uh, and, and then uh, we'll keep having these every every other week. Every other so week, we just yeah. trade. You'll get you'll get these ones here every other week. Uh-huh. But if you want some more additional stuff, yep. subscribe to the thing. Because yeah. what's it matter? It's fucking free. It's free. It's every free. Day. What Everything do you what do you care? Right. Uh, Ethan Donna, thank you so much for doing the show with me again. Thanks, Bees. Thanks. Uh, I'm at Donna underscore bourgeois <laughs> on Twitter. You can also listen to my new show, The Mountain Dude vs. Dorito Girl. Uh, it's a video game podcast. Or, of course, you can uh, search Body Tape International and I-N-T-L. find... Right, INTL. And you can find all of our shows. So yep. Yeah, if you just search that, you'll be able to find everything. So, you want to uh, drop a plug? Yeah, uh, just Ethan Billups on Twitter. Uh, you can find me I'm at X34ERB. But if you search my name, B-I-L-L-I-P-S, you'll find me on Twitter. On Twitter. All right. So thank you guys and thanks for listening. Yeah, this is this is our heart out. 
Is that it?